You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of these glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real. It's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. All right, guys, this is a good one. And anybody who's watch, who's listening to the podcast, I implore you to go watch this video on YouTube when it gets up <laughs> because we're about to break it down of how Maggie built a motherfucking business in 48 hours and pissed off a whole community within 12. So Maggie, would you like to share your story of how you built a dog training business in 48 fucking hours and had a ton of leads and a ton of sales. Why, yes, Kristen Lee. I would love to share with all of you. By the way, by the way, she's smoking a spliff too in for visual hours. Hey, you know what? It's not the end of the work week. It was a hell of a week. I've restrained myself fully. And uh, y'all, this is free content. So I figured, you know what? You guys will you guys will eat it up anyway. So actually, snack sounds really good right now. I digress. By the way, I'm double fisting it today for those of you guys watching the video. Uh, I got my water and my coffee. Same. I also have a random sticker on my desk. I don't know if you guys can see that. I'm so confused. He's so confused. So literally, I got bored last weekend and I like to keep myself fresh. So first and foremost, those of you guys that, that know me know, I'm always trying to recreate a situation where I put myself back in my student shoes. And we've been, you know, working on revamping some stuff and looking at some, uh, how programs and shit are modeled anyway. So I got bored and I was like, you know, I wonder what would happen if I start a business from scratch on just on Facebook, right? I'm going to close my computer because that doesn't need to be up. And so I did, I just, created a business right out of my bundle. And uh, I did exactly what we teach in terms of the type of targeting and doing some niche work in advance. Like I kind of did it all in my head really quick. Um, I, you know, pulled some, some images and some good memes and wrote some really quick content related to it, posted that, got that out to an audience, kind of did, I did my thing with three steps in a row, shit that we already teach clients. And within 48 hours, I had uh, developed 19 leads and the cost per lead was like $7 and 89 cents. I think it was, there's a hundred new followers to this page out of nowhere. And 
I pissed off several local to this page's uh, dog trainers. One of which uh, sent me this big, long, drawn-out message because she felt like my name was super similar to her her business name. Which, by the way, when I searched it originally on Google, because I did that too, I was like, "All right, I'm going to see if anybody else, you know, pops up that has this business name." This woman's been in business for like seven years. Her business never popped up, even when I tried to Google that name. Right, and I did it on Facebook too. Um, and she mentioned, she's like, oh, there's already a bunch of people that have confused your stuff for me. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, it's been two days. Like I started this from scratch. And so there's more than just that. But like, yeah, I pissed off a few people. All of a sudden, like all these trainers and people knew about this company within 48 hours, 48, two days, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it does go back to like, yeah, it's when when people just relax and do exactly what I teach them how to do, um, and they do it in that in that order. It's like that's that shit will get results. If I put that in, and I I want to say I spent a total of an hour and a half originally setting it up. I just grabbed stuff based on what I knew, just really quick. You know, I didn't want to put too much time and effort into it, and uh, just just did it step by step. And yeah, and it got that much traction. If I put that amount of energy back in and you know, kind of pre-scheduled some some content, knew what my budget was, did it in the way that I teach, um, shit, I mean, I would probably take over that area in the next six months. Um, guaranteed, there's at least $1,500 worth of sales at minimum. And the leads that came in just from what I spent, and I spent about $150. Um, so to get the results that I got over 48 hours, pretty uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. 48 hours, all the traction you were able to make by just implementing a few smart strategies that anybody basically can do. Can you, this is me putting you on the spot. Can you give like a, the top one you would suggest people to do, but not giving away too, too much? Like what was like one of the biggest things that you did to gain such traction? Cause I know people are like, uh, uh, I want to listen. I want to know. I want to know. Like what is something that they can do? They might not have an understanding around it, but like, what was one of the driving factors that had this immediate quote unquote success? I took what I knew about the market and the type of clients, the exact niche that I would actually want to have that I know how to connect with. Mm-hmm. And I created very specific, very focused purpose pieces of content that that each one played its its own role, so to speak. Um, and I got in there and I really connected with people right out of the gate, which good content, good copywriting skills will do. So I think understanding the market, really being able to know who I was trying to get in front of and under and sitting down and figuring that stuff out first, and then it made all of the other steps really easy. I knew how to do the targeting and what kind of extra stuff to add in there and like who to target, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. I think just understanding the deeper aspect of niche and those of you guys are our students know exactly what we mean. We mean by that yep. niche, very specific. <laughs> so it helps you with every little piece from there on out with marketing. So it allowed me to streamline it really quickly. And I also want to add before we wrap up here, you didn't have a website. No. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. I didn't create a website. I just had my phone number and a Facebook account. Boom. So. Yeah. And $150. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally yeah. a drop in the bucket when it comes yeah. to ad spend. And if you have the sales skills to sell somebody a high-end program. Have I spent, because it was so fresh and out of the box, um, had I spent probably two full days following up, getting on the phone, 
spending some time, you know, actually like doing consultative work with these guys, I really think that it would have been at least $1,500 to $2,500 to possibly, you know, there could be one high level sale and the people that came through already um, and the kind of feel that I got, got from them. So it's like, you know, if, if, if I, if I had no business and I didn't know what I was doing with myself, like being able to do that's pretty massive. So yeah. Yeah. So it's like those of you guys that are in, yeah, that's, this is why we teach it though. It's like, it's perfect for those of you guys that have dog training businesses or service businesses for that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also too, guys, again, this wasn't her, like, this was just a test. This was just for funsies. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to go purposely take over this section of Western North Carolina. It was like, nah, I'm just going to test this out and have fun. I'm bored. And yeah. Funny oh, stories. Know, we're funny, always bored. Funny, <laughs> funny, little, funny little side story. There was another, well, there's a couple of uh, local dog trainers that I know and that are already connected with me on Facebook or whatever. They know who I am. Um, but they were responding to some of this stuff like fishing, you know, how dog trainers fish other dog trainers shit just cause they see it pop up or whatever. My targeting was so good that I was getting in front of the local professionals fucking quick. Right. And it's like, once they, you know, they kind of took hold of it, whatever, like I, I literally that fast, I was also having like pushback from the industry. And I think that's actually another important thing to note too, because for some of you guys that don't know, that's just part of the game that could be, that could have felt very intimidating <laughs> to yeah. me if I was actually a, a young trainer. Um, so, and I choose just never to poke the bear there. It's like, I'm, you know, marketing to the dog owner, not you anyway. So yep. <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, yeah. but it's like, and I, this is what I found to be interesting. The same trainers that basically trolled my, this, this new page, nobody knows who it was like it, you know, and I'm not ever going to say, um, some of you guys might've already naturally found it, whatever, that's fine. Or put, put two and two together. Um, but like the couple of people that I really noticed have not put, they don't realize it was me. <laughs> and it's the same people that are always like, you know, dog trainers need to mind their own business. <laughs> Uh, and it's like oh buddy I'm like I caught you <laughs> I see like, what you're doing when nobody's yep. looking <laughs> so concludes the story of how we jokingly built well, Maggie jokingly built a business in 48 hours boom any lessons you learned from that that it really like when a client's struggling, this is kind of why I did it. Cause it's like when a client's struggling, there's still this part of you that like wants to believe all the stories they believe. <laughs> right. And it's like, Oh man, like you guys, if you just get out of your own way and you, know, you do this, 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 and this, you're going to get the result. You're going to get the result because sometimes in business, when people are new, and this is why I'm like, this whole, you know, we talked previously on another podcast about the whole um, million dollar kind of meltdown thing that's going on with people trying to build these big businesses. The reality is where oftentimes people are starting, they're avoiding doing this stuff and then they're getting themselves all anxious and worked up and to be able to sit down and, and do that level of focused work. I wanted to test to see how long it, how much time it actually takes mm-hmm. when people are able to get out of their own way and give myself an actual like value point a, a number to be able to compare that to. Yeah. And, and that's really, I think where I was coming from It's like, okay, what does this actually look like when you're coming at it with no emotion, you're just simply doing the work, what results come in then? Boom. Almost 20 leads in two days and $150 budget and uh, 100 new likes, which 
for the most part, we don't really look at, but the you know truth is over the long-term play, that shit's going to add up. And those people are naturally going to get to know you. You're going to be building your brand, gives you opportunities when you do create content mm-hmm. to get it out in front of the cons- uh, consistent audience. Like, so all of those things working, if we look at the long-term implications and play of that, like I'm almost tempted to like say, hey, we have a budget of this, you know, a little bit uh, that would be a normal budget or what we would recommend. And let's just dump it into the business and see what happens. Because yep. I'm telling you guys, like if you want to build authority, if you want to build a stable business, you have to learn how to do these types of things and build these mechanisms in your business because they just work, Right if you aren't feeling emotionally like, Oh, I'm so excited about marketing. That shouldn't mean that you're not doing these things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So as a dog business owner, don't get, don't get trapped in the mindset of if it doesn't feel good, I shouldn't do it. Yeah. And just super quick before we wrap up, I did a, I I know, you know, the listeners, I probably have released this already by the time they're listening to this. I did a podcast with our local YouTube expert, the woman in charge of Mr. Larry Crone's account, the woman that has helped him have that level. And we were talking about the likes and the vanity metrics and something else I always want to say is like, yes, what she did was organic. Like what you did, Maggie, was organic likes. You built that engaged audience. So don't go out there and go buy shit. Go buy likes from fucking like farms over in in Southeast Asia because yeah. that shit doesn't work. And also too, I see people teaching that as well, going and buying likes. And by the way, if you go buy likes for Instagram or whatever comments or you know bots, they will shadow ban your ass so quickly. And I can say a page that has... 10,000 likes, even on Facebook. And it's so interesting because I'm going to go kind of go on a really quick tangent about likes. I, I, I'm always looking at stuff. And if I look at a page, some big influencers do have, and not even the dog world, they have about 100,000 likes or 50,000 likes. And what I find interesting is their content is so disengaging and so disconnected from their audience. Like a page, like their post and their content barely gets two likes. However, if you look at somebody like potentially grassroots, um, mm. my old Kaylee consulting page, I usually have a ten, we usually have a 10% margin of engagement, which is fucking phenomenal. So be very, very selective on the content you put out there. It doesn't matter. Like you have, you build authority and social proof with likes, yeah. but at the same time, make sure you are giving your audience what they want. Like Maggie did with her dog owners that were coming mm-hmm. out. Well, and one other thing to add in, and I feel like this would be just a great title of its own. Facebook is a pay-to-play system. Mm-hmm. When you have a Facebook page and you're not thinking strategically about how to actually utilize the monetization process that works for dog trainers, I will throw out there, that works for you guys, Um it's just, it's like having a really nice car sitting in your driveway with like no gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. It's you have to have the money to put the gas in the tank in order to get the vehicle, vehicle to actually operate for you. Yep. So, so often, anytime somebody's like, oh, I use, fa- I have a Facebook uh, business page, but it doesn't work. Or it, you know, I've tried to do stuff and things before and it hasn't worked. It's because you're not using the right strategy. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. And so you have to learn how to, how to, how to fuel it correctly. And then you'll be able to learn how to like drive it. So there will be fuel in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you have to be able to know how to implement the right kind of strategy and when to monetize and how to monetize that stuff and how to build a targeting list. Oh my God. That's the one thing I'm like, ah, oh, oh, if I, if, 
somebody could go back and teach me one thing about uh, Facebook when ads first started, it would be understanding the deeper process behind how you can utilize the targeting tools. Like how, like, oh my God, it's so mm. amazing. And that's, that's a huge part of what helped me in my process too. Mm-hmm. By the way. Anyway, I just, I want to talk all about it because I love it all. <laughs> yeah. So what the end of the conversation is, is that if, if grassroots can go and build a business in 48 hours, just to test, improve some case studies, that means, what are you guys waiting for? Go fucking do that. Don't think about doing the best website in the world. Get out there, get your messaging, know your fucking niche, know your niche, have content that, that connects with them, have those conversations and then create conversion. And then you'll be good to go. And then you might piss off some people, but it is what it is. So anyway, that's my final thoughts. Maggie, do you have any final thoughts? I think you summed it up beautifully. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll have a good one. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God. Go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, until next time. Bye.